I got a brand new hour of stand-up material December 7th and 8th. I am in Salt Lake City at Wise Guys Comedy Club. All those shows are sold out, so thank you to the good Mormon people of Salt Lake City, Utah. December 9th at the Paramount Theater in Denver, Colorado is all but sold out. It's like 95% sold out, so if you can get the last remaining tickets, go. Then big ones, January 12th in San Diego at the Magnolia Theater, El Cajon, California, and the big, big one, January 13th at the Wiltern in Los Angeles. That is a historic, iconic venue. If you're in the Los Angeles area, Southern California area, come out and see that show. I'm doing my hour. I'm going to be filming my hour like a month after that, So, and then I'm off the road for close to a year. So, And then February 2nd in Nashville at the Ryman, another historic venue, and then February 3rd at the Warner Theater in Washington, D.C., and I end it all February 9th in Reno, Nevada at the Grand Sierra resort i've never been to reno but it is very close to the state capital carson city nevada so i'm definitely going to go and i will legally have sex with a prostitute <laughs> yes. carson city con air that's it yeah oh, guys sure. go to mike i have a brand new hour not seen on any of the specials i've put out ready to record in in the coming year thank you so much to the chrissy chaos fans that are starting to come out i really appreciate it december 8th and 9th i'm going to be in washington dc at the comedy loft uh brendan sneaky raccoon sagalo will be opening december 22nd i'm in stamford connecticut at new york comedy club stamford and then to end up the year on the 29th of december i'm in lansing michigan at hilltop studio december 30th i'm in grand rapids michigan at midtown grand rapids so let's uh cap the year off great and then early early next year january 6th come celebrate the holiday in Pottstown, pennsylvania soul joel's comedy dome and then the 11th through the 13th of january i'm in tampa then i'm gonna be in vegas chandler arizona shout out matthew perry and then i'll be back in salt lake city as well all tickets at mikecannoncomedy.com What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. This is Late Night with Chrissy Chaos. I, for now, the first time I've set up the table as a late night host. Um, the only difference is, is I don't have any segments or questions. Um, we're just going to have a free flow, and I don't have a monologue. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't have a budget, and I don't have a suit. The only thing that's the same is, is I am a straight white male. Uh, and our first guest of the new late night talk show, Chrissy Chaos, with Chris Stefano, is me, um, is a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. Um, if you need help with getting a laugh, she can provide this for you. If you need help with having a bisexual co-host, she can provide this for you. If you need help with putting down flooring, she can help this. She can help you with this. Jordan Jensen, folks. Hello. Hi, Jordan. Jordan. Hi. Jordan Jensen is, um, she's the first... Uh, person to come in here and take her shoes off, which I like that you're respecting. It's too our, hot. Well, we run an Asian household here. And, yeah. and I, I thank you for... That's Venetia that. had us set up. She wanted to run this as a Chinese studio to prepare. Do people jerk, jerk off to this? Ooh, that zoom in. Uh, yeah, baby. Now, do you have a problem with um, people have a foot fetish? Yeah. You do have a problem with Blech. this. Oh. I hate feet. I hate them. Right. I hate them. What do you hate about them? Oh, little pig feet, little Ugh. pink pig men's feet. I never want to see a man's feet. Men, when you blow them, their feet get so silly. Disgusting, right? Silly, happy feet, happy toes. <laughs> and then you are blowing them and they think your eyes closed, but really you're looking at their stupid oh. feet. And then they point it when they're going to, it's really. So how much. I want boots on. How much money to blow their feet? Ooh. Can't do it. How much money? Like if somebody was like, I am a millionaire. Right. Are they clean? Are they clean? I'm talking about clean Jeff Bezos. But I'm not in love with the person. If I'm in love with the person. No, you you are in love with the person and they've just washed their feet like like Jesus did to the apostles. Well, I would do it for the bit. You would do it. You'd blow their feet. If I if I love the person, which means that they would be a funny person and they wash their feet and they're like, please blow my feet. Yeah. Um, I would do it for free. Now, did you bleach your asshole yet on the podcast? No, but I got it waxed. Whoa. We were, I was called. It was a beautiful call. We had just, um, we were on our way to pick up our eight-year-old daughter, um, and we had our two-year-old sleeping in the car seat, and I was driving in the car with Jasmine in the passenger seat. We get a beautiful call from Ian Fidance, um, and um, from their beautiful podcast, Being Ian with Jordan, and 
They have great merch, Beavis and Butthead merch. I have the shirt. I've worn it on the pod. They call me, and Ian just comes right out with it, which is what I respect about him. He goes, hey, are you free Wednesday? And I said, I am. What's going on? He goes, I'd like you to come to this podcast studio and on the podcast, bleach mine and Jordan's asshole. (laughs) And I said, I'm in. And it was as simple as that, and I was ready to go bleach. Um, And then it was canceled last minute. I was ready. I woke up that day. I took a bath. I said I mentally prepare myself to bleach the asshole. And then it was called out. So called off. I'll tell you why. Tell us why. Because I realized that we were. What I was thinking is that we would have it set up in a way that it would be. I would be concealed. And that you would be bleaching my asshole with it concealed. So I like wouldn't be able to would, guess. Is it yours? Is it Ian's? No, no, no. Like you <laughs> would be able to see the camera, but they couldn't see me. And ah. then I went to the cellar mm-hmm. and somebody walked up to me and went, can't wait to see your asshole get bleached. Hey. And I was like, oh, oh, no. no. There's going to be so there's already videos of Jeremiah spitting into my mouth. There's going to be videos of my face looking into a camera while somebody spreads my butt cheeks. And I was like, we need. Yeah. So we're ordering a curtain. We're yeah. going to have a, it professionally there yeah. so that you can poke out and be like yeah. or do whatever. Yeah. And also. Um, I realized that I was like, uh, this is a way less, it's not an interesting, it's not like a medical process. I thought it was going to be like a medical process almost like, but it's literally like wiping, you're wiping my asshole. And then, uh, because bleaching it, like, I don't understand. I've never actually looked at my asshole. I will tonight. Oh my God. I've never looked at it. So is your, would, would a, would a non-bleached asshole just be weathered? Gray. Gray. Your asshole is gray. Just from the years time. of shit and yeah. time. So when you bleach it, it turns white or does it turn back to pink? Pink. Got it. So so when you're watching a porn, these girls pretty much, and guys, they have bleached assholes. A hundred percent. What are the pros and cons of a bleached asshole? Okay, con, zero. Pro, you get to erase years of debris. Okay. I, I'm all for, I just got waxed the first time and I think that's a little whack, but the bleaching makes sense to me. I feel like everybody should... I thought it was like black mold. Like you just, yeah. you scrub it down. Maybe there's like a sprayer or something. I didn't know, but right. I didn't realize that it was literally like taking a Clorox bleach wipe right. and wiping your asshole, so one which pop- I'm for. So one popular <laughs> method, we all for, that's what we stand with on this show. Yeah. One popular method of, of, of bleaching the asshole is they use chemical peels or creams to break down melanin, natural pigments in the skin. These products reduce the number of melanin producing cells around your anus. Laser treatments are another popular technique, Ooh. but they can destroy excess melanin and slow pigment creation. So the safest way is the chemical peels or creams. Now, you did it already. No. You haven't done it. Are you looking You're forward doing to it? it? I, am still, I am still doing it. You're going to bleach maybe Ian's. mine, but definitely Ian's. We also have a hot nurse who's going to come and assist you. What's his name? Uh, Matthew. Nice. Um, I, I, I was looking forward to it and surprisingly Jasmine didn't care. She was like, go she ahead. She said she wanted it. She wanted it. And we, we had, we had cream, uh, coming to the house, but that's another story. Um, so is it cream? See, that's what I didn't know. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, see, no way more wax, way more 40 year old virgin. Okay. But my thing too, with the bleach, with, with bleaching your butthole is, are there any side effects? Could it burn? You know, that's fine. That's what all good. A, a friend of mine said he has warts <gasps> on his butt, which is a big thing. Just because you have From anal bleaching? warts doesn't mean that you've had anal sex, guys. Okay, you can have genital warts, and then they also can come out on your anus. It's the HPV virus; it does what it wants. Oh, it's warts like that. I thought it was like troll warts. You know no, no, I mean? you can have a full anal wart on your butt from, but have never done ass play. What's an anal wart? A wart on your on on your anus. Like an at yeah, go ahead. Anal wart from like Yeah. See, anal warts, known as condyloma, um, are warts that are grown in or around your anus, the opening to your rectum. They're caused by HPV, a sexually transmitted infection that spreads through sexual skin to skin contact. It happens, folks. It happens. It's it's you know, I mean, less now with Gardasil, but you know, for those of us I, I grew up in a pre-Gardasil world. Do you have butt warts? Is that where no, we're trying to get it? No, I'm, my friend has butt warts. And he's not gay. He's not gay. My friend, he has butt warts. Did he, he bleach his butthole and then get the warts? No, he just he just told me he has um, butt warts. 
And it's weird because he says he has butt warts, but when I look in the mirror, I can see them. I'm like, I can see your butt warts. That's crazy. And I can feel them, but it's my friend. So I, let's get back to you. So let's get back to you. How does it feel? Because you're, you have, you have, you're the rare breed where you have the blood of lesbian parents. Blood. So you have, so that's something that the America's enemies are looking for because the blood of a child of lesbian parents is worth a lot of money. It is. It is. They can inject it into other people. They can make, because there are people out there, they want to make the world lesbians. It's testosterone. Yes. You give it to trans men, they become. That's what TRT is. That's what, that's what what my manager, the Italian woman is on TRT. He's really injecting lesbians blood into his body. Yeah. So when did you find out that your parents were lesbians? I heard something coming from my mom's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And my sister, who's seven years older than me and a cunt, was... Sorry, I love her. Love you. Love you. She was... <laughs> cunt. She had her ear pushed up against the door. She was probably like 12. And she had her... And I was like, what's going on in there? And she was like, why don't you go in and find out? And then I went in no. and I thought this woman was attacking my mom. With specifically, uh, I mean, I thought a dildo, I thought it was like a space weapon, to be honest. And then I closed the door and I was like, what is going on? And Jamie was, my sister was kind of like giggling and I was like, okay, mom's safe. And that's when I learned about it. But I never thought it was weird. I never understood what was weird about it. Like when Madonna and Britney Spears kissed, I was like, I don't understand what's weird. Is it because Madonna's married and it's cheating? And they were like, no, because they're both women. And I was like, I don't get it. Like I couldn't figure out. And my dad had a big problem with it, with my mom becoming a lesbian, even though they met oh, on a were, rugby team. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that your parents were lesbians and that one of them gave birth to you. And the other, but you had an actual father. You have a father like that you know. I have, a, I have a dad who met my mom coaching her rugby team. They, are, they looked the same, like Got two it. men. They looked right. like you. Right. And then they created my sister, broke up had makeup sex made me. And then my mom was like, no, for real, I'm done. And then she became a lesbian. And then she married Michelle who became my other mother. Okay. So you grew up your whole life was grown up with you and mommy, Michelle, me, my dad over here being dad. And then mom and Michelle is the moms. Yeah. So still a good dad. Yeah. Great dad. My mom is the dad. My dad was like the uncle who I did carpentry for him. He was like a, yeah, he was more like an uncle. My mom is the dad. And then Michelle was like the mom. Like she was very maternal and sweet. Right, My right. mom is like very much like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting though, because your mom, <laughs> yes, your mom, and then you have Michelle, and then you say your dad was the carpenter. But out of all that, your dad sounds like the biggest lesbian of them all. Because? Because he's a carpenter. Well, my mom's the contractor. Oh, shit. They had a business together. My mom and my dad had a business together. And then when they split up, they had competing businesses in Ithaca, competing contracting businesses, and were always feuding for jobs. My mom built a hideous house right next to my dad's just to spite him. My dad wrote a whole article about how my mom was bad and her developments were bad. So this is a TV show that you've, I'm sure you've pitched. Yes, and uh, yes. I mean, right? It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a very watchable idea of a show that can just, I mean, you have competing businesses between lesbians, a father, it's all the the daughters grow up. Maybe one kid's gay, one kid's not. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to get their asshole bleached. I yeah. think that. I think that. I mean, this is a show. Yes. Have you pitched it? I've pitched it. I've pitched. Yeah. And they said in, no. It, you know, in the early years where they're like, "We're going to pitch this show, write a treatment out, and then you spend forever writing it out, and then they're like, okay, and nothing ever happens." Yeah. They want what they want is a scripted, an unscripted show. Everybody wants the unscripted. I know that that the thing, the problem is with the unscripted television is I know the consumer at home wants to watch it, and I get it's good viewing. I get it. You do not want to be the people who are filming their life. You don't. Not, you don't. What I've learned is, and I've done this before, and I'm not saying I regret it because you don't. You don't regret. No regrets. I was going to be on that show with you. I know, but I, well, we'll talk about that. Mm. But but I've moved on from. Well, that wasn't a reality show, though. I'm talking about like they wanted to do like reality shows about my life, and I've done it in some ways with podcasting. You don't want to put people who aren't professionals in comedy and entertainment on camera because there's a lot of things they don't understand. There's a lot of you know we can be on camera simply because by the time usually we get on camera, we've had many many years of failure. We've had many years in the business. We've learned what this means. We've learned the bullshit of it all. Where when you just 
day one put somebody on camera and then they start to get recognition from it it's not good for their mental health they don't know how to handle it oh i see so so and and so that happens on these reality tv shows where like they're ruining their lives they're ruining their family's lives to make money and it's not good at all so and that's why i think that, and also the scripted show is much harder which and i think for us as creative people you want to script it out i want to what would be what's it's great how wacky your mom and dad may be but would be even better is to for you to write about it. i want to see see it coming from your mind but like get an actor an actress to play a version of them and make them even wackier or yeah. less wackier whatever because it's like you're just exploiting i don't like this whole reality um tv stuff but yeah i think i think you should be, have a um a scripted show and i think uh who would you get to play your mom who's who looks like your mom i think my mom would want to play my mom she wants to be okay but you said she's like she's like kind of butchy she she looks like Brett Michaels. Ah, long blonde hair like that. Yeah, now it's like gray. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah there this, she is. this could play your mom. Yeah, Brett Michaels could play my mom. Definitely. Is your dad anybody like? I just feel like I'm just envisioning Stavros in your show somewhere. Stavros. Stavros no, could my, be like my in dad's your like show. a hot cowboy. Oh, is he's he? He's dead now, but he was a hot cowboy. Let's get his corpse out there. Now I'll do the reality show. Yeah. <laughs> Opening up his casket. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing if he's still rock hard for your lesbian mom. Okay, wait. So. Yeah, I would do a show. I mean, it's hard because then you're like, okay, what am I going to do? Like a, a Rami show? I mean, also it is, I don't know what people want in a show. They want an already very famous person to create a show so that they know it's a guarantee that people will watch. Right. 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 Yeah. And I, listen, and I get you can do everything on YouTube. I get it. That's what people will say. Well, just do it on YouTube. Do it. I get it. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I just, I want a machine behind me. I want a machine to come in and make all the stuff. I don't want to think of, like, I, I just want to write it and be in it. I don't, like, there is something to, even though I know people are watching less TV, I get it. It's just so much easier yeah. to deal with TV. Even if, you, even if it's less money, it's easier on you. You know, YouTube, I get it. YouTube is harder and, and better and you're a better person if you can do YouTube. I get it. But some of this stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just have a 25-year professional who's done this just run the show yeah. as opposed to just hiring my friend to do this on a low budget with the cameras that I do the podcast with. I just don't want to do that. Right. And setting up the room and not having somebody do blocking and stuff yeah, and, and just not just, knowing what you're doing. God it, forbid putting it out on YouTube and nobody watches it. And then it's like you blew everything. It's like... I, I don't know. I also think there is kind of a level of, I get it. Things on YouTube, they go more viral, they get more views, and we all should be on YouTube in our profession. I get it. But it's also like, I don't know, there's like a barometer, like, because everybody can do it, then it's like, what am I doing? But not everybody can get a show on Hulu or Netflix yeah. or CBS. So it's like, there still is that gatekeeping, which I think still makes it more special despite the less money and the less viewers. Why um, aren't they just being like, let's give a shit? Why don't why don't the streaming platforms be like okay you know when you go to Skankfest and everybody like knows what character you play in the Marvel universe of comedy they're like yeah. oh you know Chris yeah. why don't they just make a show with a bunch of like crashing but like with you know what I mean why aren't they like comedians are making a lot of money they are people know all of these people because I because it's interesting because I think you know the podcasters and and you know comedy is definitely in a boom but I don't think comparatively to the actors and actresses of these big shows I don't think we make a lot of money. I don't mm. think that they value us. Like, like you know, Dave Chappelle's special, and look, I'm just using him as the biggest comedian. You know, he got paid a lot of money, but I don't think it brings in the views that, you know, a, a big scripted show or a medium Gillis level. Gillis is number one on Netflix before all of the TV shows. Right. His special. But even that, like even that, his special is amazing. But even that, I wonder if, Netflix still doesn't make the kind of money on that oh, I that see. they do on other stuff. Like, I just don't think comedy, I'm assuming, because the only reason, because I agree with you, I'm like, why wouldn't Shane, and maybe he's on his way to it, but why wouldn't they just also, he's number one on that, why wouldn't they automatically just give him a TV show? Why isn't it in the papers that like, he's, yeah, now yeah. he's got a show on Netflix, a scripted, but they don't, and I'm wondering, is it because the only thing I could think of is like, well, maybe there's not enough. They're not making money on the back end like I we think they are. Or maybe they are just stupid assholes. And that's why they, we're on strike. I don't know. Yeah, may, I, I have no idea. Like, why wouldn't you be like, oh, yeah, Shane Gillis is number one. Gillian Keeves put it on Netflix. Put the whole sketch. It seems, it seems like literally just give 
them a lot of money and just take the pro they already did the work yeah just put it on your platform and then people will subscribe to netflix to watch that what if some netflix person watches this podcast and they're like, like you guys yeah. i got an idea that's how life works i mean i feel like MTV. I mean, Seinfeld was just a bunch of comics getting together and making a show. I know. It's a different time. I do think the strike and all that will... Here's what I think is going to happen. And I did hear somebody say this. might have been... I'm actually... Bobby, maybe. Maybe Bobby Lee or Santino. Somebody like with a like good grip on all this said that what they think is going to happen after the strike is just specifically in comedy. Like, they think that it's... There will be actors and actresses will get more money because what's going to happen, what they're fighting for, because what's going to happen is there are going to be less shows. So they'll be able to give you the money, but the pool is so much smaller, which is good because then it's like if your cream rises, that's how it used to be back in the day. There weren't th this many shows and pilots. Now there's a million shows. So they think it's going to shrink again. So it'll give people less opportunity. But if you get to the top, like, you know, this is why Seinfeld and Romano and all these people got so famous because there wasn't that many options. Yeah. You know, like you could just so get on a show adventures. and be mad. Like, I think I don't know. If, I'm sure it's changing a little bit now, but I know for sure after for sure, like it, it, it still exists in the UK where it, there's not that many shows. There's not as many shows in the UK as there are in America. So you can still be a comic or anybody and get on TV in the UK and get famous off your television show. And sell tickets right. and have a life like you had in the 90s and early 2000s in America. But the catch is, in the UK, if you become a famous actor and actress, you're not making millions and millions and millions of dollars like you are here. It's a respectable job. It's a good job. There, you could definitely get famous. But it's like you'll live on the same block as a school teacher and be like, oh, that's so-and-so from the show I watch in the BBC. It's not oh. gated communities and private yachts and... 75 it's you're not making a hundred million dollars like you are here and same with doctors like in the uk it's like it's a great job you're still a doctor but it's like you don't you don't have five boats so that's where it feels like the strikes and all that are bringing american entertainment to where we're going to be more like it's still going to be a great job but you're not going to get five hundred thousand dollars an episode if your show crushes it's just not the way it's going to be anymore i thought you were saying that we're, the strike would lead to us paying them more well i'm saying like if you get to the absolute top oh i see i see like you have to be like number one you know like like how it was for sitcoms back in the day like like even then even when seinfeld supposedly even maybe not seinfeld somebody was it ray romano when whoever was getting a million dollars an episode Somebody was getting a million, might have, either one of them, let's say. The show was so big that I heard, and this could be wrong, I heard that the show had gotten so big, okay, and they were giving them a million dollars an episode, so it's amazing, it's changed your life, but it was actually less of a percentage to them that, that they were giving because the show was making so much money. Like, say the show is now making $10 billion, and that was only 1% of the revenue. It was still a million dollars, where in season three... The show was, they were making, you know, $300,000, but it was like 20% of the, of, of the revenue was going to them. So it's like this thing where I think they're going to negotiate percentages as opposed to fixed numbers. Oh, okay. Because okay, it's okay. like, because that's really like anybody that I speak to that's wealthy is like, it's not your, the amount of money you have. It's the amount of money. What percentage of your income are you spending determines if you're dumb or not. Like I can tell you, I got a $100,000 car. But if I made a billion dollars and you got it, I'm smarter than you. If you got it, I'm spending less of my money than you are. If, you, if you're making $100,000 and you got a $50,000 car, you know? Yes. So it's like, so I think that's, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. You're a lesbian. I mean, your mom's a lesbian. <laughs> I, I'm very interested in it. It's all very confusing to I'm me. I'm going through a crisis at home. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just, you know, you're trying to muscle through. You're like, listen, I got to do this shit. Why do I have to do this shit? Because DraftKings told me I have to. DraftKings? Well, whoever the sponsors are. Oh. Are, are they a sponsor? <laughs> I love you, DraftKings. What do you have to do? What, they're making, what do they make you do? Well, the podcast, you have to, I'm saying, you got to, you know, churn out those ads, baby. Oh. Woo! 
Ship Station, baby. Make ship happen. Literally, the holidays are the busiest time of the year. Do not get stuck worrying about shipping orders and labels. Let Ship Station do the heavy lifting so you and your team can just put the time, money, and energy into the more important things like making love. <laughs> this is beautiful because I not only have family all over the country, but I also have uh, several. Seven to ten merch buyers. Yes. So I can sell, uh, send out some T-shirts. That's what we use here in the office. ShipStation has made it all easy because, like, they handle the other stuff, and we just focus on what we got to do. ShipStation, they have enterprise solutions that reduce warehouse costs and improve profil- profitability, which is humongous. Over 130,000 companies have scaled their e-commerce business with ShipStation, and 98% of the companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So that means you are, too, because what do you think? You're special? No, you're just like the other 98%. You ain't a two percent, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So go to shipstation.com and use code chaos today and sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's shipstation.com, code chaos. Yeah, but that's not so bad. No. No, I'm saying I'm no, I'm I'm just kidding. Um (laughs) let's get back to you. You're from Ithaca, real (laughs) shithole. They need to bleach that, am I right? (laughs) Oh yeah, did you like you did the my mom went and saw you. Did she? Yeah. She said he's adorable. Your mom? Yeah. Maybe that's whose pants were in the bag. Uh, <laughs> it might have been. Size 30, men's pants. <laughs> it's my mom. It's my mom's pants. Uh, <laughs> um, so, wait. Um, your mom saw me at Ithaca. I do That theater, that Ithaca theater, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Dude, love it. It's so nice. I got these sneakers in Ithaca. Really? From, our, from Homegrown? Yeah. Really? The sneaker store, right? Yeah, it's like right on the, where the little... Commons? Yeah, the, um, I like Ithaca. It felt European because any town that has like the no cars can go on it. The walking plaza. Yeah. Love it. I grew up on that, sitting under the pavilion, smoking roaches of weed and rolling them into more weed. You know what I mean? Oh, so you could walk there to that. Oh, three blocks away I lived. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that, because that town was, we love that town. It's like yeah. an old school town. That's my town. Dude, you grew up like legitimately in Ithaca. Yeah, yeah. Like Downtown your address Ithaca. was Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, New York. And wow. I not only grew up in Ithaca, but I grew up, grew up like as close to where you, the commons area as you can get. Like you grew up in a fucking, you would walk to get a, a bagel and a coffee every day. Yeah. Oh, two blocks God. away. Yeah. Do you, does your family still live there? Yeah. Wow. My mom is building like a big development in Ithaca where she has all those lesbians moving in and has her own cult. Like of, a lesbian commune. It is like a lesbian commune. Right. Yeah. You're going to go, you're going to move back there at some point in your life. When you finally get what you're getting from comedy, it's on the way up and you're getting all these things, you're going to move back there. It's that beautiful of a place. And I think that right now you're saying no. You're, I feel the resistance. You're saying no. You're saying, I will not. I am not going to move back there. Fuck that place. Talk to me in 15 years. Okay. When you're living there with all your mom's lesbians. I'll, you think I'll live on the lesbian commune? I think so because I think eventually, <laughs> I think eventually, y'all. Um, do you think I'm going to become a lesbian? No, I think you would have wow. become one already. Really? I do think you. I don't. I think that you're. I think you're past the point of. Being I've a tried. Lesbian. I have tried. Really? Yeah. See, it's interesting because a girl can try to do that, right? Like we have this conversation with Ian, your you podcast could suck partner. Suck a dick and not be gay. No, see, that's what Ian tries Those to tell pants. us. Yeah, you might be gay. Size 36. And so, <laughs> and so you, so you, we, when I talk, and this, again, this might be narrow minded, but that's why, you know, I'm, I have a person from Ithaca on to your open minded people, liberal people. I, I feel like you as a woman, yes, you can have a lesbian experience, be a full, have a full girlfriend for years, and then wind up marrying a guy and you're not gay. You're not a lesbian. You have to be fully a lesbian for life to be a lesbian, where if a guy sucks one dick, you're not bisexual, you're gay. What do you have to say about that? Only to your bad friends. Like, if you were like, I sucked a dick once, and I really liked it, but now I'm married to a woman, I would be like, forever, I would run into people, and they'd be like, oh, Chrissy, and I'd be like, oh, he's gay. Yeah. But that's me, like a yeah. almost center right, you know what I mean? Like a piece of shit who says retard a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but I don't think a that's normal person, if they were, you know what I mean? I think they'd yeah, be like, just that. He, I, first of all, I don't even think people think in that context anymore. You know what I mean? I think right. people are beginning to be like, he has a wife. 
I don't know what his sexual orientation is. Why don't you ask him? That, and I also, well, it's interesting you bring that up because some of the younger people in my family, some of like the teenagers that are like nieces and nephews, I don't think that they, they're not gay or straight anymore. They're just beings. Yeah. So they don't. Amoebas. Yeah, they don't. It's not a thing. Like they don't, you don't have to put them in a box. Like they're like, I, everything, everywhere, all at once. Which I think is. <laughs> Pretty gay. Pretty gay. I know. Every time they say it to me, I'm like that Kang Jung meme. Gay. Yeah. I, I, I like putting people in boxes. I also do think that there is something to be said about when there's a very straight person versus a little gay person. It makes a giant difference in everybody's demeanor. Okay. So like if you're willing, to me. If no. you're willing to suck a dick, we came in here. We started talking about your family issues. We talked about all the stuff. We got into it. It was girl talk. There's a little bi vibe from you. It's the same with Ian. If I sat down with you and you were like Schultz, who's like pretty fucking straight seeming, there's a different thing. There's a different like, I'm probably going to drop my voice a little bit. I'll probably talking a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it does. And here's a shocker. I suck Schultz's dick. So I look at that. thought that you might look have. I thought he had a little so glimmer see, in his know. eyes. Um, have you ever sucked a dick? I have not. No, I have not. I'm not saying I won't, though. You ready for that? Can you? I'm not, I thought you were gonna say. Are you ready for this? And you pull your dick out. The pull your you, dick, Jordan. I'm not. You, I know it's in there. It's in there. It is. In I there. know. I'll I'll find it. If and, you, if somebody really hot, a beautiful androgynous, sexy. I just passed one on the way over here. Man. Man. Okay. Made out with you in a. Man. <laughs> you're like getting. <laughs> for him you're like yeah, yeah. what's yeah. his name <laughs> just in case he walks in <laughs> okay he comes in here yeah. and he's like i'm a huge fan of yours mm -hmm. um and i w it's my big dream to make out with you you make out with him and there's like an amazing dancing chemistry with how you're kissing like incredible right. like he just does it and you're like oh my god we're mind reading off each other's right right and then you feel it passionately and he wants to have sex with you and you're like who cares i don't care so you have sex with him, right? Okay. And then after your words, you're like, oh my God, am I gay? That feeling that comes afterwards where you're like, oh my God, does that make, mean I'm gay? Is that what stops you from sucking a dick? Or is it this feeling? If you imagine it. Like when I imagine a woman being like, eat my pussy, I'm like this. Like it's gross. You don't want to do it. No. No. You can't make me. <laughs> I've tried. Okay. I'll be... Fully honest with you. Yeah. That situation, the androgynous man situation with the great hair and the muscles, I would assume tan, maybe like a nice little birthmark right here, something that... <laughs> and I see her lobes, strong back, lower back, I like. Ooh. Uh, yeah. That's what I, when I, when I hug a person, yeah, I, I'm feeling in their lower back, the multifidus muscles, they're called. On the bottom, I like that. I'm looking wow. for that. Wow. I am. I'm a forearm girl. There you go. Yeah, I love a forearm. You know who's into the you know who's into forearms and elbows? Like it is their sexual proclivity. The Amish love forearms and elbows. They're not really, really into tits or ass. Forearms and elbows. That's what they want to fuck. They can't get into tits and ass because they're covered up in a schmuck. That's what I'm saying. But they like forearms and elbows. So I would say <laughs> forearms. That I would make out with that guy and be in the present and enjoy it and not feel gay, but I wouldn't want to suck his penis or see his penis. That for me would make me feel like I don't want to do that. Not because of the, oh, now I'm gay and I have to deal with that. I wouldn't care about that. I, 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 it's, I don't, there's nothing arousing to me about a penis in my mouth or ass, but I'm not. You but, don't have to think about a penis in your mouth or ass. That's not, it's not arousing to me to imagine a penis in my mouth or ass, just so you know. You're saying girls don't get turned on when they have a penis in their mouth. Uh, crazy, uh, crazy hot take. Absolutely not. We get turned on when we hear the guy enjoying it, when we hear them being like, oh, fuck, yeah, that turns us on. But if you were blowing that dude and he was gr touching you in a loving way and was like, fuck, yeah, and you knew that you were also going to get your dick sucked because you were sucking his dick, you would get a little aroused. It's not arousing. Like, when you go down on a woman, you're aroused, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I I'm forced. No, yes, I am. I am aroused. Yes, I would say yes, but I am you're aroused. aroused because she's writhing. She's into I'm it. You're not her pleasure. Yeah, you're not aroused. You're not like, yeah, I want. You know what I mean? Right. It's not. It's not. It's not. I don't want your vagina on my face. It's not that. Yeah. Like if it was just a random <laughs> vagina, 
unattached to a body, that wouldn't turn me on. No. But what would turn me on is the moaning. Yeah. If it was moaning. So same with the penis. Right. I'll do it then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'll, I would do it. I, I would do it. I think, yeah. I. Um, they say it has to also do with like the sucking and like touching and kissing. That's really what it also it is. Is turning that, you on. Is turning the person so in other on. Words, so it's not like the, the yeah. nerve endings in the penis or vagina. It's not that. It's, it's the mind creating. So you can, I'm sure science has already done this. They, they can make a guy and a girl come without touching them at all based off certain types of him, like sounds and feelings, I'm sure. I'm sure they've done that. I'm sure they've done that. Where if yeah, that is true and the mind is that. making you come, not the nerve endings on the penis or the vagina. Okay, it's also that we also are biological creatures who need to lubricate our vaginas in order to get the sperm up there. Right, yeah. no, I'm, I understand. But I'm saying the brain orgasm sensation can be triggered in the real world, but is often sought out intentionally online. What? Tell them to make... make what it. I will say is, a, is something that I need to stop doing is when we, you know, because I got a family, you know, a kid's house... I have to stop, and I don't know if it's the same for women. I'd assume it is because it's the, it's the only time I have really like only me alone type of life I live is in the hotel. I have to stop masturbating. Like I will go to a hotel. I'll jerk off like six times in a day. So that's not good. Why do you, first of all, why do you think it's not good? To not porn either. Like I was jerking off to the U.S. Porn's, Open well, last week, right? I mean. But it wasn't even that it was the U.S. I no, not the women, the, the men. Djokovic. But it wasn't even him. It was just background noise. I was just, I was doing to it out of To them going like this, oh, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> like <laughs> somebody, like, like when people eat when they're bored, I jerk off when I'm bored. But that's just. That's you're okay just though. A little, no, it's, you're just a bit of a Neanderthal. Like you're just a little. Right. You but do women like, masturbate on, do you masturbate on the road? More than when I'm at home, but I don't really masturbate. It is interesting. I'm on a lot of Prozac. Right. So that numbs you. Yeah. Do you I, feel like the Prozac has changed you as a person? For the better. For the better. You yeah. need it. What is the, what is the, what is the, there's got to be cons to it though. What is the negatives on Prozac? I'm a little dissociated all the time. Okay. Like if, like a outdoor, I was in an outdoor dining thing and a car ran into it and just smashed the whole thing. Glass fell on everybody. You everybody, were sitting in it. I was sitting in it and everybody jumped to safety and I just... I was like, what? When like, the hell did that happen? Uh, probably like last year. Did you get anybody get hurt? Was no, it on nobody the news? got hurt. I demanded our food be comped, though, which I can't believe that that wasn't a given. But yeah, they, was, they tried <laughs> to give you a bill. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. You're like, I have glass in my fries. Yes. You. Wow. So and you and you just sat there, took it. And that's interesting because I always thought that those things were going to get run into. Yeah. And I never met anyone who actually experienced it. I know. Isn't that crazy? Was it scary? I wasn't scared. Were other people like yes, on the floor crying? Yes. My best friend was with me and she was like, ah, and jumped up. Yeah. Somebody calling like 911. Yeah, right? People, people had to go to the down. ambulance for a mental health. Do you believe everyone has a mental health issue or do you think the media has manipulated everyone to think they have a mental health issue? I think that the that media makes question? mental health issue <laughs> worse. Is that a what? Is that a leading question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the media makes mental health worse. But I do think that uh, our culture breeds mental illness. I, think, I do. Yeah, OCD. I mean, the amount of comedians that I know who have crippling OCD. Yeah, it's like, it kind of feels like to me where when I see someone with a mental health issue, I take it seriously because you have to, but I also most times don't believe them. Yes. Because Same I'm like, rape. right, right. <laughs> That's what I was getting to next. That's the clip. <laughs> um, and then, so, yeah. Mike, the next time you get hurt and into an accident, because it seems like it happens every week with you, you can go to Morgan & Morgan if okay. you'd like to. America's largest injury law firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. That's a lot of avocados. <laughs> with over $15 billion recovered for over 300,000 clients, Morgan & Morgan has a proven track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan & Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. She's like the AOC of law firms. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. Moving your entire podcast studio with one van and no help is hard. That's right. So if you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their, their fee is free unless they win. 
That that's nice. I like that. Free. It's free unless I win for you. Unless yeah. I can give you money, it's free, baby. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash chaos or dial pound law L A W or pound five two nine from your cell phone. That's F O R the people.com slash chaos or pound law pound five two nine from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. I, I just learned this. You know, like the state. Like the government only started getting involved in like family affairs like a hundred years ago. Like in the colonial times, George Washington, even the Civil War. Like if you, like, I mean, I'm not saying this is right, but I'm just saying this is how like the government was created with, like if you and I were married and I murdered you in our house, that's a family thing. The government is not coming to arrest me for murder unless- It's like property. Exactly. If I murdered you in a bar outside on government property, then yes, we're in trouble. But it's like everybody getting involved with, like me as a parent, like I'm very, you know, we do comedy. I'm open, whatever. I'm all for whatever people want to do. But I really am like, again, and, and it's mostly people without kids that will like yell at you for this. But it's like, I don't want some stranger who was hired by someone else to teach my kids about sexual things at a young age. It's like, that's- It's fucked up. Just teach them reading, writing, math, History. I don't. Why are you even mentioning? Why does it even have to be discussed? Also, they about have their to bodies. go to school. Why? It's crazy. Yeah, and your mate. Yeah, and if I don't send them to school, then I'm going to get in trouble. So it's like you're forcing me to do. I don't like that at all because I'm like, there's some. I feel like people have too, the government. Everybody has too much power now, and like they want to assimilate themselves into too much of people's lives. It's like even this. It's like I mean, you there know, is a weird like even with the trans stuff. There is like a strange and like. Women, it's relentless, like women are relentlessly victims. You have to be careful and precious and sacred. And like, there's this whole trans thing that's happening where like, it's even, it's like very much solidifying gender things. Like Gen Z is amazing in the fact that they are super fluid and David Bowie. And I think that is awesome. And punk rock kind of. But in our generation, there is this like, like women are victims. If you're a trans woman, you have to look very feminine. If you're a trans man, you have to, you know, basically be a mechanic. And it's like, it's becoming, it's almost as like a very fluidy, dykey, straight woman. It is like, what What are you, you think that I can't get blackout drunk, fuck a dude and have it not be rape? You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll say that, you'll be like, I don't remember. I think I had sex with that guy. And they're like, honey. And I'm like, you fuck talk? you, honey. It's like, yeah, You think stop. I didn't get blacked out to fuck that night, dude? Yeah, you think yeah. I was getting blackout to just hang? Yeah. But, to do a fucking podcast? No. Yeah. I was looking for cock. Yes. In my freshly bleached asshole. Yes. 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 I love it. And if later I fucked dudes that later I'm like, oh, that was really fucked up. And I really wish I hadn't done that. But I'm not calling them and being like, you raped me. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's also, again, it goes to it. You know, many times I've been in a real, you know, uh, hooking up with a girl, you know, when I was single and like message them the next day to like hang out or see what's up. And they ghosted yeah. me. But if, if it's the reverse, it's like I'm a bad person. It's like. Things happen to human beings, you know, like everything, like we're, if we're all in this together, and we're all in, I do think, yes, there are times like this, Danny Masters saying, you know, rape, go to jail for sure. But then there's other times where I'm like, you know, man, like we all have power. Men have power. Women have power. Power is such a fleeting term. It's yeah. like, okay, so you're saying because, you know, take an actor like this, because they're the lead of a TV show, they have more power than a beautiful woman that was designed by nature to fucking be like... Give I put your cum in me so I can reproduce for the it's like the universe women a beautiful woman is like it's so it's the most power like I can't every war is fought over women where you're yeah. just like I, I it, it's impossible to resist and I'm like sometimes I'm like you know how come nobody talks about that well I'm talking about it here on the Chrissy Chaos podcast and that's why we're demonetized I know it's a weird <laughs> thing it's it's like. There is also like a thing of like, I'm like screaming at an audience and one guy's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And you're like, oh shit. And you want to go into this mode of like, but I'm a girl. And I'm like, no, I was just screaming like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't all of a sudden play the card of like, but I'm. So you think like, yeah, if you're in a, if you're in a fight and you're a shit, you think that whole thing, we live in a world now where it's like, you can hit a girl if they're getting loud in a bar like a guy would. If they're in your face, drunk, screaming at you. Then you might get punched. Yeah. Just like a guy would definitely get punched. Yeah. You think that should be okay? I've been, yeah. Clip it. I've been rightfully punched by men. Yes. Right. In, in a public setting. Uh, 
no. I actually have picked a lot of fights with men and had them be like, I got one broken up recently at the at the airport. I had the TSA be You like, broke up a fight? No, I had to get broken up. You were fighting with your boyfriend at TSA? Not a boyfriend, stranger. <laughs> wow. What, what happened? Tell me what happened. His piece of shit fucking son threw his jacket on my laptop as it was going through. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to miss my flight. I'm already late. They're going to have to pull the laptop. And they're like, we have to pull the laptop. And I said to the kid, I was like, keep your shit to your own fucking bin, dude. And then I turn away and I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn and the dad is like, what did you say to my son? He's actually British, which made me. What did you say to my son? He was like, he was like, don't talk to my son that way. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, you're going down. Here we go. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, you are so, I was like, your son is like 20 years old and like six, five. I think he can stand up to me himself. You're emasculating him and he's going to be a little weak little bitch his whole life. You said that right to this oh, guy. Oh yeah. Oh hell and yeah. And then he got super mad. And then the wife came over and I, we were just like, duh, duh, duh. and you could see. And I was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to, what are you going to do right now? You think, oh, I'm sorry. You think I'm going to apologize to your fucking, I was like, also, your son is a little bitch, okay? I love this. And then... Was he just standing there crying, the He son? was standing over there going, aren't you late? Aren't you late? And I was like, I am late. I am late. But now it doesn't matter. I probably missed my flight, so I got time. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then the TSA guys that are like, all these black dudes are like laughing hard because yeah. I'm going off. Yeah. And it was true. Like the dad was kind of like jacked and the son was this like weasel kid. Yeah. And it was kind of like... What are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you standing up? Like, you're literally being like, your son punched my son. And then the son is, like, taller than the dad. It's yeah. Like, so then. This is awesome. Finally, the TSA guy was like, all right, break it up and pulled us off each other. I love they let you fight a little bit like a UFC fight. They love They let it go. It. Yeah. And then they pulled us off each other. And that's when I get. Because that means now I'm, like, safe. Mm. So then I just launched everything I had. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, he's going to live in the basement for the rest of you. I was like, You were like on his- like a comedian. Like you were fucking oh, having They were jokes. laughing, which means I was like. Destroying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because what is, what is the other people going to say? Bullshit hack stuff. But you were coming out with original shit. Oh, my God. And it Did you so call good. a son a fucking weasel? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I But I get in fights a lot. And like I've gotten spit on before. I've had that. At TSA? No, I've gotten spit on. Like, if I'm riding my motorcycle and somebody cuts me off, I'll, like, bang on the window and be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Wait a minute. I got a a lot of abuse as a child, so I'm always looking to fight. Okay. Motorcycles. Because we were just... I was just discussing this the other day, how, like, when we were... We were driving in California, and... um, People with motorcycles were like speeding past us. And we always, I always say the same thing. I'm like, if they hit one pothole, they're dead. Mm-hmm. They're fully dead. One mistake. Like I've hit potholes many times. It's like if they do that once, they're dead. And so you as a motorcyclist, how do you justify that? Do you think about that? It's always been fascinating to me. Who would buy a motorcycle and, and do it? Okay. One, my motorcycle doesn't go very fast. Okay. Two. Do you have a city bike? What are we talking about? It's a motorcycle, but it's only 250 cc. So it's going like 50. I don't know what that means. I'm a woman. It's going 50 miles an hour tops. Okay. So I'm not doing this. I'm not that person. Right. I am on like almost a chopper cruising. I'm going, I'm lane splitting. I'm going between cars. I am the person when you're on Williamsburg Bridge and you see a person on a motorcycle whip by. I'm that person. Okay, but lane splitting, is that one of the motivating factors to buy the motorcycle? Yeah. So you, will, you do not deal with traffic, even though you're 20 minutes late Absolutely. today. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't have my motorcycle today. Okay. And I, um, the lane splitting is 100% why. Right. That's why I was late, just so you know. I'm trying to drive it less because okay. I've seen a lot of crashes because people are so insane right now for some reason. The heat, do you, maybe. Do you feel, do you have, a, is there a motorcycle community with other, do you have other motorcycle friends? No. No just women you. drive. My friends in Nashville, that's how I got started. All in my Nashville. buddies in Nashville drive motorcycles, but everybody here is a little bitch. So when you... Oh, my I, friend Peter. My friend. Have, you, have you ever... What is the closest call you've been in with your motorcycle? Has, has your life flashed before your eyes? Yeah. What happened? Um, it's usually taxis. It happens all the time. Oh, right. Yeah. It's usually just somebody turning in front of me, and I'll, and I'll be looking this way, and then I'll look and be like, oh, and I'll stop. But also, there is another aspect where you're like, if I fly off, everybody thinks that they're going to be the person who just rolls, gets up, dusts off, and gets back on the bike. But really what happens is you get hit and you just immediately die. And, and it's right. kind of, there's another part of me that's like, then I'll just be dead and it'll be really fast. And you but don't I care. I think I'm always thinking, like, if I go down, I'll get up, I'll get back on the bike, I'll be... Yeah, because, because that's the thing. It's almost, 
it's highly unlikely to survive a motorcycle accident. Yeah, highly, highly unlikely. Even with the helmet and the yeah. jacket, you're just dead. You're fully Quick. dead. Quick. Quick. Which is great. Yeah, because because I'm telling you, the guy, <laughs> the guy who or girl, whoever it was that was zooming past on the motorcycles in LA, were going 100 miles an hour. 1,000%. But they those going people will die easily. more than I will. Those people are, those people are, if they get hit, the velocity, it, like if you look it up how that people die, it's from speeding on motorcycles. I do not speed. I'm basically a bodega guy. You're going like what? 40 miles an hour. I'm going with the cars unless they're stuck and then I'm going past them. But, but I'm not. But you're going with the cars. But here's the thing. Even if a car, if a car is texting and driving, they could run you over or hit you and kill you. Yes, but same with a bicycle or a moped or a pedestrian. But that's why I like, well, pedestrian, yes, true. I know. That's why I, I'm just, I, I, I drive an 18-wheeler Mack truck. Just, you, I'm so afraid. I have an 18-wheeler that I just fucking drive. You do not have an 18-wheeler. No, I don't. I have a Lincoln. I have an um, uh, Infiniti QX80. I, it's a big car. It's a big women's car. Is it a big woman's car? It's a woman's car. Can I see it? Um, Infinity QX80. It's, it's nice, but it's a woman's car. I have a truck and a motorcycle. Those are my two vehicles. Do you ever put your motorcycle in the truck? My truck is tiny, oh. but I could, actually. They're <laughs> both tiny. I like tiny vehicles. No, there it is. QX80. The SUV. Oh, yeah, you're a family man. Family man, dude. Car seats. But don't you hate getting stuck in the traffic? I do, but that's why I I do. But I try to take public transportation as much as I can. And when we're with the kids, you know, if you got to take them somewhere, it's just like that. To be honest with you, I like driving with the kids now so much because that's a lot of time like that's what puts them to sleep that they have we have fun in the car you know if, if one of them if they're like really cranky because like kids will not go to sleep like yeah. they'll be so tired and like my two-year-old like i don't know why i'm crying i can't stop crying i'm like it's because you're tired baby she's like no yeah it's crazy why and do they do that they just want because they just want to live they're they like do little not- heroin addicts you know what i mean yes they they don't want to have fomo they do not want to miss out oh. on anything which, you know, I think we lose that a little bit as we get older. We're like, we care less. Like, my kids care about everything. They go fucking nuts. I play this new game with my kid now, my eight-year-old, where I'll be like, okay, I'll be like, listen, for the next five minutes, I'm just going to be looking at stuff. Well, like, if we're walking somewhere. For the next five minutes, you and I are walking, and I'm going to quiz you at the end of these five minutes. I'm going to ask you 10 questions, and you have to get 80% of them right. So what you have to do is be paying attention to everything because I could ask you what color shirt the guy's, what color was the shirt, what color uh, a shirt was that guy wearing on 80th Street? What did the awning look like? Did you see a man with a bicycle? True or false? Things like that. And if, if you get 80% of these questions right, I'll buy you, I'll get you a gift. I'll get you a candy. I'll, I'll give you a nickel. I'll do anything. A nickel? A nick, these kids Does don't a nickel give a work? shit. Well, I tell her that it's $5. Oh, perfect. She doesn't learn currency yet. That's great. So... <laughs> So, so, and then, and it's great because it gets them to pay attention. Um, it's not as good as KiwiCo. KiwiCo is the best thing for all children. And we'll talk to you about that in a minute. KiwiCo. Have you, uh, you know about KiwiCo? I do know about it. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited. KiwiCo, you know, especially us both being parents. I'm telling you, dude, get crew. Go like right away. Get him a KiwiCo set. Dude, the KiwiCo, it is it's unbelievable. If you have children, I think KiwiCo is literally the greatest invention it basically is a subscription-based service that sends crafts, different types of crafts, arts and crafts, science experiments to your door, and you can make them with your kid. It's the perfect way to get your kid off their device, yeah. and you just start. I learned stuff, too. I learned how to build a pinball machine out of cardboard. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Yeah. This is also exactly what I'm asking everybody to get my son for Christmas. Everybody always asks, what do we get him? What do we get him? And then they end up getting him like a mindless toy that he inevitably just tosses away or just becomes clutter in the house. This stuff actually aids in their development. It's creative. It helps them out. It, it takes them away from the screen, like you just said, and it gives you something to do together. Right, and then what they're doing now, because of the holiday season, is they have these advent calendars, and each calendar comes with materials for fun family projects for each day of advent, and that's the beauty of KiwiCo. They just create conveniently, thoughtfully designed crafts for the holidays, do with your kids, it's awesome. Avoid the last-minute rush and get the perfect holiday activity right now. Get into the holiday spirit and count down to Christmas starting December 1st, which already happened. So you got, we're 10 days into this already. Remember, those who plan early get the best surprises. Start a new holiday tradition with 24 days of hands-on projects with KiwiCo 
advent calendars. 20% off your advent calendar at kiwico.com slash advent with promo code chaos. That's 20% off at kiwico.com slash advent promo code chaos. No, my daughter, she does well. And you know what? I'm obsessed with the state capitals. I don't know why. I, I don't even know why I care. Oh, but my, you're a little. Yeah. Autistic. Yeah. My daughter <laughs> and my daughter knows capitals like 15 state capitals now. Why do you care about that? Please tell me. You know why. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for her to. Uh, um, we'll we'll tell her the big one. Why do you care about each state and its capital? Because of history, or because of like, just it's a thing you can memorize. It's a thing I can memorize <laughs> because of history. Okay. And it's yeah, and it's a thing. Um, yeah, I can like charge. I'm obsessed with types of cars. But that's because I have like an attraction. Like I'm like, this car is awesome. It's beautiful. I love it. It's this. Where my love from state capitals came from is I had this big map when I was a kid, like with little like puzzle pieces. And you would have like, you know, it'd be like, like the map was, would just have the capitals. And then the states were like little pieces carved in what they look like. And, you know, just say like Helena and you would put like Montana there. And, and I, I learned that. Like when I would get like in trouble and have to go to my room, my mom would make me stay in my room. Like I had that map. So I just like learned them. I so just, you're not obsessed with them. You know them. I know them. But then I also go every city time I'm within an hour of a state. Like I was just in Portland and I drove an hour to Salem, which is the capital of Oregon, to get a picture in front of the capital. So like I always will get a picture in front. I want a picture in front of all 50 capitals. I have like 37 of them. Wow. Yeah. So my daughter knows these capitals. What's the capital of Montana? Helena. What's the capital of South Dakota? Pierre. North Dakota. Bismarck. Maine. Augusta. What? What? Augusta. Georgia? Georgia's um, Atlanta. Do you have all of them? Connecticut. Hartford. Do you have every one of them? Fartford. Um, New Mexico? Santa Fe. There's not that many. There's 50. You have 50 things memorized. Yeah. I have 50 numbers memorized. Watch. One, two, three. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I get it. I get it. But you you should read the history of them. I think that would, I think. Yeah, like that. I should. All right, here we go. <laughs> let's, let's go to the calls. We always get voicemails <gasps> from our lovely friends. And my guests and I will try to work out whatever problems you have, whatever you're going through. This is the way to communicate with the show. As always, call that number. We'll flash it up on the screen. Well, what's the number again? I always forget. Do we have it, V? You can for, you forget 347-343-3321. That's 347-343-3321. Call in right now. Leave a voicemail. It will get read on the show. Um, we're starting to get a lot of them now, so really try to make it a good one. If it's a really personal problem or if it's something like, don't just be like, oh, show your cock. Like, we're not going to read those. Like, we're trying to help people. The guests and I, we try to tailor it to them. So let's go. Here's the first voicemail. V will play it right now. Hey, Chrissy. Big fan here. Uh, coffee girl, actually. I was the one who snuck coffee into the Montclair show in Jersey, dressed like the homeless pimp. Um, still a fan. See you on September 23rd at MSG. My question is... You're at MSG? Are Latino not men Hulu? the same yeah, as the Latino women? Now, obviously, I'm a huge fan of you and Jazzy. And I have found myself That's an issue. dating a Latino man. He's Colombian and Ecuadorian, and he's really nice. And he was a Marine. He was deployed, and he could be a keeper. So if there's any potential red flags I should be looking out for, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Keep the chaos coming. Listen, I don't think just because somebody, I mean, I mean, because somebody's Latino isn't a red flag, obviously. Um, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, he's a Marine, so support the troops. What's a red flag? It's more of him being a Marine. You know, is he battle-hardened? Is he sleeping with an AK-47 under his pillow? Is he having fucking flashbacks? I don't know. The Colombian, it's fun. I mean, good it's coffee. A red flag. You think being Colombian's a red flag? Yeah. Why? What do you think? It's not good. Yeah, right? All right I only date Irishmen. Okay. Not like Irish, but like Irish. They have to be Irish-American. Yeah, I had sex with my first brown man. Didn't like the smells, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you're just attracted to... Sometimes if they, you don't... Their family's different. Their moms are like... And, and you're like, I don't... It's not racist because it's like, you know, like... It, it, it could it, be racist. It can't, it can't be just racist one way. It's like if you don't want to have sex 
with a certain type of person than don't. I mean, if, if that certain type of person doesn't want to have sex with you because you're white, is are they racist? If I met a Latino man that was a Catholic, stoic jerk, like most Irish guys were, maybe I would consider... But the other thing is, it is just a... There is a cultural difference. I think you keep it in keep it in your own. Keep it, yeah. No more expanding. Yeah, we Just don't need. Keep it. We don't need more of this interbreeding. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. If you want to be chivalrous, fuck a dude exactly. with a lazy eye. If you're trying to do charity work. Yep. Listen, Madison Square Garden, 1939. <laughs> they were saying the same thing. Nazi rally. Um, yeah, those Jews and Jews love each other. Love, love, love a little Jew. I don't think love. you should kill the guy. No, but yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, there you go. All right, so let's see her. Hey, 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 babe. I recently broke my hand. Did I make love to myself with? Do you have any advice what I could do in the meantime? I would appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So that guy was uh, Latino. That guy, yeah. I think the only. You could hear it. Uh, you could hear it. I think that um, the only thing you can do is, I mean, I guess you, you're going to have to jerk off with your feet, right? If you Just can. Just jerk off with your broken arm. Be a man. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> jerk off with your Be broken arm. Be a man. Arm. Rip the cast right here. Yeah. So you can get your dick in there and jerk off and be careful. Yeah. Or Wait, how about this? Don't be Why don't you rip the cast off and use it as a fucking fleshlight? Also. Fuck the cast. How about you fuck a woman, you Yes. You You know what we're saying. You you you're a guy fucking a guy. That's homoerotic. I like it. Fuck a lady. Yeah, so I mean if you jerk off, yeah. I um I, I feel for you, buddy, but um I think she's right. I think you, I think Jordan's right. You gotta jerk off with your broken hand or use jerk- it as a sign from God that you should be absent you should be jerk offless. You really do give up a lot of your life force when you come. You do. And you should be sharing that with somebody that is of the opposite sex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not yourself. Even though I could tell by your voice you seem like a lonely guy that maybe doesn't have all his teeth. I think <laughs> that you should still go out there. And you know what, dude? Honestly, I'm being honest. If you can't get a woman, then get a prostitute. That's what they're there yeah. for. That's what they're there for. All right. One more. Jerk off joint. Hand job. Hand job. Massage Boom. parlor. Jerk off. Glory hall. Ian so I need some advice because my husband and I made a deal when we first started dating that whoever hit six figures first uh, would get to perform anal on the other okay. person. Nice. And my husband is getting dangerously close and I think we'll reach it this month. So uh, any tips? <laughs> survive your first animal experience animal experience uh so i need some advice because my husband and i made a deal when we first um (laughs) wait so hold on a second the first person to get to six figures gets to eat the other one's ass what's the issue oh sorry no not eat the ass i'm all into that's such a good form anal (laughs) on the other oh okay so it's like which one is going to get fucked in the ass okay right you're not the person to answer this. Yeah. Would, um, <laughs> I th- so they made a deal. So I need someone to advise. It's very strange. Coconut oil. You need to poopy in the potty. And then you need a coconut oil. And you need to relax your body. And you need to remember that if you say no, he has to stop. And he, you have to, he has to be nice to you. I love that this... I, I'm, I'm imagining like... And my husband is getting dangerously close. Imagine it was the reverse. Like, immediately, that's what got the husband off the couch. And he's a fucking millionaire. Yeah. In a month, he's like, I want it in the ass. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, like, just right away, he turns into a fucking CEO. Um, that's so good. I think that, yeah, I think take Jordan's advice on this. Bleach the asshole, coconut oil, poopy in the toilet. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a celebration. You guys are now wealthy. You're making six figures. That puts you in the 1% it of America. It feels American. great. Feels great, so you're gonna have to take it in the ass a little bit, sister. Sorry. No, no, no. Anal also feels great. Oh, it does. Just clitoral stimulation and the anus, and it's great. Never it, did it. Never received it. Never gave it. It's amazing. All right. It's great. I don't know. What? You've had a finger. No. How old are you? I'm 31. 
what the hell are you doing? Greeks. Get, get a poop in a butt. Get a, <laughs> not a poop. Get the poop out of your butt. Then put a dick in your butt. I'm Unless not, it's too big. Do you fuck black guys? No, I don't. Okay. Well, but we're not against it. We're not against it. You guys aren't. Right. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. <laughs> Where can people find Jordan? Um, I'm on Instagram and YouTube, Jordan Jensen, LOL, Stop. And uh, jordanjensencomedy.com for my dates. Please subscribe to my YouTube because I have a half hour dropping. And if people don't watch it, I'll yes. end my life. Um, yeah. Jordan Jensen. Go see her. Love it. She was excellent. And uh, yeah, take it in the ass.